Good morning, y'all. This is Study Hall, the podcast with Mrs. Weathington, and Mr. Drew is not with us today, but I do have a special guest. This is Mrs. Smith. She is part of the Craven County School Board of Education, and we'll get to that in here in just a little bit, but um, so today is a very special day. Today is um, September 11th, and lots of people have lots of memories about this day. Can you tell me where you were on September 11th? Yeah, I was actually at Havelock Elementary School. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was volunteering for Laura Norris. She's a fourth grade teacher at Havelock Elementary. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Putting up a bulletin board. Um, and Miss Ruby Bellini, I can remember sitting there. And I had one child at Havelock Elementary and one at Tucker Creek. And I remember um, when it happened, just really wanting to get to both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When... When it happened, it was a Tuesday, right? Yeah. And I remember I was a sophomore in college, mm -hmm. um, and I had a late class that day, and the my, my cell phone rang, and it was my mom, and she says, do you know what's happening in the world today? And it was just the tone of her voice, and um, it was just the way she said it. I was like, well, no, because, I, I mean, honestly, I was still in bed. I was like, well, what's going on? And she told me to turn the TV on, and when I did, it was just chaos and just terrible. Um, I remember my roommate coming in and it, watching what was going on. It was just a memory that will always stick with me. Absolutely. And I remember all of the fear and the sadness all that. Mm -hmm. But I also, what really sticks with me, um, especially like when you look at America today, is that mm -hmm. that was a day, and really the only day in the few days that followed, in my lifetime that I can remember where we were Americans. Mm -hmm. You know, we weren't fighting about anything. All mm -hmm. we could care about was taking care of each other. Absolutely. Um, so there was beauty in all of that, in I'm, those memories. I'm sure you saw it down here because I remember seeing it in Raleigh. And I, I was, I, I'm from Kenley, which is in Johnson County, and I remember going home. But I remember on the way seeing all the houses with American flags. Yeah. All yeah. the cars that had the American flags out of their car. And it was just unity like right. I I had never experienced. I know. I haven't either I before that or since really. Mm -mm. I haven't. Yeah. No. And something that has been interesting to me as a teacher um, over the years when when I first started teaching it was the kids that were old enough to be able to describe seeing what happened. Right. Attaching a feeling to it. And I've gone through that group and then to the group that they were just babies when it happened right. and they remember their parents perspective of it and now we're with the group that they weren't alive when it happened I know. so their emotional attachment to it is much different than ours and something that has always made me wonder is this the same cycle that our grandparents watched when they they remember firsthand Pearl Harbor Probably it, so. Right. And then they probably saw the generation that was just born into it and then the generation that didn't experience it. And right. It's just interesting to look at the different perspectives. It is. Well, if, I'm sure it feels very different to someone who experienced it than mm -hmm. reading about it in a textbook or even seeing it online. It, it, you can't um, create those feelings. Right. No. You mm -hmm. know? No. It's the, it's the uh, difference of primary and secondary sources put right. to life. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, can you tell us about how, the school board? How long have you been a school board member? I am on my last term. Okay. So, I've been um, 
18 years. When I finish, it'll be 20 years. Oh. I got on school board when my girls were little. They mm-hmm. were um, in school. And, um, you know, it's been a, it's been very rewarding, but I would be lying if I said it hasn't changed a lot over the years. Right. It's, it's more difficult to do everything in life sometimes right now. Right. Um, it, and so it's, it's, you know, but it's been a very rewarding. I have learned a lot. Um, but I'm ready to move on to the next chapter, too. So. Okay. So yeah. there's there's term limits with the school board? There's what? Term limits? Well, you choose your term limit. I'm choosing not to run again. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm I, choosing not to run okay. again. Okay. So um, I know that you are an author. What do you think that the next chapter will bring? Well, I'm learning how to do podcasts with you today. I want to do podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a new book coming out in the fall So um, that I did it. My, my, son, my son-in-law is actually a combat photographer. Okay. And so we did a, a collaboration um, with his beautiful photographs. Um, okay. from all over the world, from when he started in Afghanistan and all over, um, that are in the book that will be coming out in the fall. And I, that's what I love doing. Uh-huh. And um, and I love doing the things with my church. I serve the sound district for not, it covers nine counties, so I'm the lay leader for that. And that's what my heart wants me to do. Yeah. You know, that's why I say, it's, you know, you know when it's time to go. It's time to move on to something else. Right, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I know that you've written at least one other book. You've written... I have a well, I have a blog that's, okay. a, a, that's a daily blog, and then I have so I have two books. I'll call them for grown-ups, two right. adult books that are grown-up books. The second one's coming out, but I have two children's books too. Oh wow, that's so cool! Yeah. If one were interested in publishing a book, how would they go about it? Well, I, I don't really have any good. The way it happened for me was I had a publishing company reading my blog. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it, but several people that were in the office of a publisher company were following my blog, and they reached out to me. So I don't. I don't have really good advice for how to okay. <laughs> to how to go find so, them. They came to me on this one. So what what was your inspiration to start the blog? Well, I've always written. When I was here as a student in Havelock Middle, mm-hmm. you know, I, I worked for the literary paper in the high school. I wrote for the East Carolina, East Carolina, and um, I wrote for the Havelock News for ten years. When I got on the school board, I had to quit that because of the Hatch Act. It allows right. a, another candidate would have to get if I if I wrote a half-page article, a candidate running against me would get a half-page. Absolutely, yeah. So I quit writing, and then my mother got sick, and I had to, she got Alzheimer's, and I and I put her as the priority, and I quit writing for a long time. But then everybody who knows Jennifer Wagner, who's the system public um, information person, she gave me a book one day um, called Begin Again, and I started reading it, and I started writing again, and I just haven't stopped since then. Since like, you know. That's a pretty amazing um, path that it took it went from blog to publisher to four books yeah yeah so I'm enjoying it and I just I have gotten to the place in my life where I'm just gonna follow you know where I'm led and and uh, see what happens that's a that's an awesome journey well when it feels right I mean because we all know when it feels right and school board has has felt right but if it feels you know it's it's time to let somebody else do it I'm getting old I mean you had to explain to me how to do a podcast today (laughs) they need somebody a little bit younger than me and um you know, who has children in the system. And um, well, I'll I always do, be around. Yeah, I'll be, always be around to support them if they ever needed help. And, right. you know, because it's a, 20 years is a lot of historical information yes, that's it in, that it's important to refer to sometimes. But, oh, man, um, you, you've watched the transfer from mainly just working on paper, paper, pencil, yeah. to basically electronic format. Right. And that is a, that was a major transition. Yeah. We yeah. transitioned through a lot. I mean, this system has transitioned through a lot. We and we moved from Baldridge away from Baldridge back to Baldridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you do 
with that length of time, you do have a lot of lessons learned. Right. You know, mistakes along the way and things that you can, you know, revisit. If you look in the corner over there at my overhead projector, I think that that dates me to yeah. the to the era that I was in school. Yeah. It's yeah. been interesting watching everybody bring their document cameras out and, <laughs> yeah. and all these old school things that have been in the closets to use yeah. again. Uh -huh. With the vis-a-vis -vis markers. Yeah. And you have, you have yeah. the marker all up and down your hand. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is your, I know that you're um, imposing, doing self-imposed term limits, but what is your vision for Craven County Schools moving into the future? Well, honestly, it's Kind of ironic that now I'm leaving because mm -hmm. I actually feel like we're the closest to we're actually realizing what my vision has always been because I I'm just not okay with just being okay right you know we all anybody can be okay mm -hmm. but I want us to be I want us to really be a system that is measured by more than just the student perform student performance is absolutely crucial but there are so many other factors to to determining whether a system is is a, is viable really for the long term and thriving mm -hmm. right I mean your staff your buildings, your community. And we have a we have a superintendent who has a, a vision for all of that to get us where you know we want to go. But also I, it's hard to define because like I I would like when I say personalized instruction, I would like a system that fits everybody's and everybody's so different. Mm -hmm. But more personalized for children. Like when I look at the virtual, I had two girls, one of them would have actually loved mm -hmm. and thrived in that kind of environment. And mm -hmm. high school probably would have been a different experience for her had she been able to do that or blend of it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it's hard to imagine what you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. But I am hoping for a system that looks very different than what it did when I came on, if that makes any sense at all. It that does. It looks more creative, that it looks more energized, that mm -hmm. it looks, um, that our teachers look more energized. Right now you guys all look so tired. I, you know, it's I am too. All of our eyes are all tired. Um, and but but the beauty is that you guys are doing it. You're showing up and you're doing it and you're doing a great job in a very difficult time. And we'll learn so much and come out on the other side of this that the next thing that comes because there'll be something else. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this was put in place for a hurricane. You know, so we never lose instruction again if we have another hurricane. And right. this worked for a pandemic. So I want us to see. I want us to be a creative, thriving, really diversified system that gives everybody an opportunity to learn the way that they do best. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think that this opportunity has brought into um, everyone's view that some children, maybe they do enjoy the online learning aspect. Right. There are others, many others just that do not at all. Right. And that's okay for both. Mm -hmm. But I think going into the future, maybe we could look into how can we best serve the children that like online learning versus the children that prefer right. face to face. Right. Traditional school doesn't have to be traditional, right? right? I mean, mm -hmm. and choices, you don't have to be, you don't have to have to be private school choices. You can have choices within public education. Absolutely. You have to find a way to do it. You have to change funding formulas kind of for, for public schools to make it work because it's really not choice if you can't provide transportation, right? Because then, right. then it's further segregation and for, further separation. Um, mm -hmm. So you got to be able to find all those formulas and make it work, but it can be done. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I, and I think it will be done in, in my lifetime. I certainly hope so anyway. I think it will be too. I think we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's about it for our time. I really appreciate you coming on. Anytime you, you, anytime you want to come back, feel free. I might come get you some tutoring on my, on my um, oh, that would podcast. Oh, that would be awesome. Please do. Yeah. Um, well, guys, we hope that you all have a beautiful Friday. 
and we will see all of you and Encore and all of your classes. We hope you have a great day. Bye, y'all.